We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, all right, all right. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. This is the Irish Breakdown Podcast. I am Vince D'Addario. I am the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. And with me as always, or momentarily, is Brian Driscoll. He is the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. And we we did our due diligence, and I texted Brian earlier today, and I said, this sucks. I hate breaking down film when you lose. Uh, when, you know, the last four upon further reviews that we have done, we kind of started off the the podcast by saying, look, when you win a game, it's easy to hammer the guys because you came off of a win and it's easy to kind of go over things that you didn't do well because you you won the game, right? And it's and it's it's easier to watch film when you've won a game too because you can be like, well, okay, we made some mistakes here, but we won the game. So, you know, it's not as big of a deal as it could have been, you know, that kind of a thing. And Today, watching the film, and I, I refused to watch it last night. I will say that. I refused to watch it last night. In fact, I didn't watch any college football last night on purpose. I just went upstairs, played with my kids, and just got my priorities in order last night. Got a little and, nervous when you first started saying that. <laughs> no, just normal stuff, and uh, just got my priorities back in order. And be like, look, it's a football game. It's okay. Life will go on. And then I got to watch this over again today, and got a little depressed again but there were some bright spots for me and I will get into that I'm I've got a bit of a silver lining that I wrote down uh it, and and again am I I think I just do it to make myself feel a little bit better I will say that you know Vince, but, can I, I gotta interrupt you here because I literally <laughs> just responded to a, a tweet a Twitter DM okay somebody said uh you know hey I really like Vince but you know I disagree with him on something and he thinks that they can get it turned around and I said you know one of the reasons I love Vince and one of the reasons I have Vince on the show is because he is an eternal optimist. I am. And he is. And I said, and I sometimes can get pessimistic. So it's nice to have that. So if you came on the show tonight, be like, you know what? It's done. We're screwed. I'd be like, oh, no, we're in trouble. If Vince is turned, this is going to get ugly. 
Well, I am glad that you came in here with that mindset because that's what a football coach has to do, right? That's what Brian Kelly and the staff have to do. They have to be in the film room today saying, hey, look, fellas, this is what we didn't do right. This is what we didn't do right. This is what I didn't do right as a coach. This is what you guys need to get better on. Uh, But we got a game to play, right? Yeah, exactly. And so what we're going to do is kind of what – you know what the coaches did. We dove into the film room. We're going to correct some mistakes, and then it's time to turn our attention to. Uh, Oops. I to, I, um, <laughs> Ashley, uh, I, I saw your. Let, 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 let's set this up properly, I suppose, uh, Ashley. I, I I appreciated your uh, your comment earlier. Uh, Ashley said, "Seeing Vince's face yesterday hurt me, kind of like seeing your child disappointed." And then follows up with a super chat, which we do appreciate, Ashley. Uh, with you look happier or better today, Vince. Well, Ashley was, was going off on you on Twitter talking about how, <laughs> how you trash the defense, and uh, he, called, he said still you not happy with the defense. The defense so. <clears throat> still not happy with the defense. I will, I will admit that. Apparently, but again, on a two and a half hour show, we talked about the defense for like five minutes, but apparently that was <laughs> we're not allowed to criticize the defense. Well, I'm just giving you a hard time, Ashley. We'll get to the defense, and we're we're not going to touch on the defense a whole lot today. Uh, I don't think, but I do have some focus on the offense. Yeah. I have some thoughts on the defense as well, and they were. Of course, there was good things done by the defense. My issue is still the same issue that it was last night. You can't give up those two touchdown drives. Right. Just that, that's one it. Of them. Just, yeah, I mean, right. really, the last one. one of them. But if you yeah. just stop one of them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Ball game. And and the last one was obviously the most critical because you were within four points. If you turn them over, you you, you go three and out. You don't allow. You allow just a field goal there. You give your offense an opportunity to go down there and at least tie the game. So here's where I'm at, Vince, and here, yeah. here's my frustration. <clears throat> I don't, I don't disagree with you. The defense has to make stops there. Here's my bigger concern, however. You're in a situation now with this football team, the way that the offense has played pretty much all season, yeah. exception of the first game of the year, that if your defense doesn't play great, you're either going to almost lose to a, a bad team or a mediocre yep. team, or you're going to lose to a good team. Like, there's no defense in the country that's going to show up and be great every game. But that's the pressure that's on the Notre Dame defense. You're absolutely right. And that's that's a problem where they can't they have two bad series. And for an entire game, they have two bad series. And it's okay. That's you know, that that, that they can't win now. Right. You know, no, that, I get that, it. I mean, that's a problem because uh, and it's it's a huge problem if you're trying to create a championship level team. I right. mean, that that's a huge problem. But right. The way I look at it is that's how this team is put together right now. This is how this team it is should made. Be. I mean, it what shouldn't you be. And I were talking about before the season is. is this could be the, uh, the highest scoring offense that Brian Kelly had as, as long as the offensive line was just solid. That's what should just You're be right. solid. And it hasn't been. It's been terrible. And, you know, let's just kind of get going, though, Vince. Let's kind of get right, right cool. into the upon further review. And like I said, we're going to focus mostly on the offense. You know, Vince, you had said something yesterday when we started talking and, 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 that you didn't really like what Tommy Reese did from a play-calling standpoint. Worst of his five game. games thus far this season, yeah, in my see, opinion. That I don't agree with, okay. but That's I, I, I've kind of gone back and forth on this a little bit. <clears throat> and and can we take that that Ashley's thing off real quick? Oh, yeah, we should. Um, we can. If I can find it. So here. for me, when I look at it, it was kind of a tale of different parts of the game. I thought this was probably his most inconsistent game that he's had so far. But there were times here where I where I really liked what I saw, Vince. And as I'm kind of putting my notes together of what I liked and what I didn't like, you know, for example, I thought the first two series were were good. I, I mean, you you have Jack's mistake in the red zone, which 
came down to, again, a protection issue. Kyron Williams doesn't see the inside linebacker blitzing. He turns away, and Jack gets rushed, and Jack makes a huge mistake that a veteran quarterback can't make. I'm not blaming Jack for sure. – I mean, I'm not blaming the O-line for the for the mistake. Jack's got to throw that away or or just take the sack. Or eat it. I mean, or eat it, yeah. You know, but which is something everybody keeps saying, oh, he's you know, holding the ball too long. Well, I'd rather him hold the ball too long than do what he did. And turn it over. You know, right. Because at the very least, right. you're going to get three right. out of the deal. And I think you, it was had, you had Michael Mayer fell down. It yeah. would have been third and goal. Okay. A long goal, but still you get three points. Right. I'd say Michael Mayer slips and falls down. He's trying to throw a crossing route to Kevin Austin, but it wouldn't have worked anyway. That guy might have picked it off. I mean, if if, if he didn't get underthrown because he got hit, it would have got picked off by the guy that was guarding Kev- Kobe Bryant, who was guarding Kevin Austin. Right. But I, I liked a lot of things I saw. I mean, I'm looking at the I'm looking at my my notes here. They were an eleven personnel the first two series, then they went 13, 12 personnel. 13 is one back, two top three tight ends. 12 personnel is one back, two tight ends. 11 is one back, one tight end. Then they went 21 personnel, and that was a two backs, one tight end. Then 12, then 21, then 11, then 12, then 11, then 12. Little less personnel difference the, the next time, but they still did a lot of different formational stuff. And then after that, it was like, okay, they moved. I thought they moved the ball well early. You know, you kind of got in the red zone the first drive. And then you get into the second series and you you go, you know, you go down the field, you you convert a third down, right? He, he hits Joe Wilkins. Jack does a nice job climbing the pocket. He was about to scramble. Then he sees Joe Wilkins kind of coming open, hits him on a crossing route, and Joe picks up the first down. And then what happens the next play? False start by your fifth-year senior right tackle. Near one first and 15. And then it's, it's first and 15. Then it's run up the middle, right? You know, you, you run an inside zone. Michael Mayer gets blown up. You get two yards. You know, then Jack gets into a to a, a, a third. He completes a seven-yard pass, gets him in a third and six. Then there's that miscommunication on an outcut from Jack Cohn to Braden Lindsay. We saw that again later with Drew with, Pine and Braden Lindsay. Yep. That, that one was on Braden. I mean, on Drew. This one I couldn't tell. I thought it was on – I thought it was on Braden. I thought Braden should have broke his route off sooner. Uh, and I thought the second time Braden did it correctly. He took it and took the top off. But then after that, it was kind of like you make your first big mistake of the game as a coordinator, in my opinion. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And that is you bring Tyler Buckner in that next series. Mm-hmm. And and me and, and my thing is, and we're going to talk about quarterback a little bit tomorrow. So a little little teaser. 
we're not going to spend as much time talking about BK's press conference and college football tomorrow. We're going to talk about the quarterback situation. So you bring Tyler Buckner in and you go three and out. Then you go three and in large part two, you get a first down, you get into third and two. Then you get a first down on a run where basically Kyron Williams is making a play, but then, you know, you get a third and you get a hold by Josh Lug, put you back 10 yards, and then you throw an incomplete pass. Then you come out the next series and you're three and out with an interception. And now then before Jack Cohn goes back on the field, at, he, Jack Cohn played two series. That's it, two series. He goes out, it's nothing, nothing. By the time he's back on the field, it's 10 to nothing. Yeah. They're down 10 to nothing. Yeah, you're right. You're right, because they got the interception and then they score a touchdown. Or, I mean, yeah, score, t- score a touchdown and then they fumble on the kickoff and get the field goal. So, yeah, you're right, 10 nothing. Right. Just like that. Right. You know, so then Jack comes out the next time, they move the ball. And then they get into a first and 10, second and 10, third and 13, and then it's punt. You know, and then the next time he, you know, convert a third and 11, and then you get down there again. You know, he, he drops back and, and sack. And then it's just trying to force the run. There was way too much trying to force the run on yeah, first that's, down. That's what I did not uh, like I, at yeah, all. That, I mean, yes. at yeah. this point in the season, you got to know you're not good at running the football. Right. You, like, you still got to run it a little bit, but, but, but not but it's like, like they what were. we talked about yesterday, right? And we don't yeah. need to rehash it again. <laughs> it, it's, it's, Build your run game around your pass game. Correct. You know, and, and to me, that's what we're just not seeing. They're trying to force feed the run game. Look, I don't understand what lining up in 13 personnel, one one running back, three tight ends, one receiver, does for you against a team like Cincinnati. You can't run the ball. They know you can't run the ball. They're just crashing right. your line and blowing guys up. I mean, there's one particular play. They ran an inside zone, and I watched the play. Three of the Notre Dame offense – Offensive linemen were a yard and a half behind the line of scrimmage by the time the running back got tackled. The fourth guy who wasn't behind the line, he wasn't behind the line because he, when he came off the ball, he, he hit somebody anybody. and fell down on his face yeah. past go. the line. That was it. Okay, that's who you are right now. Okay, you, you're not Harry Heaston. It's like you know the old Danny ain't. Hey, Larry Bird ain't walking through. The, hey, Harry Heaston ain't walking through that door. Joe Moore's right. not walking through that door tomorrow. This is who you are, right? So either a get up your coaches behind or stop trying to game plan and force feed this 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 offense on people, you know, if you're in second 11 and you're in 13 personnel and you're trying to run a play action pass to Michael Merrick, Hey, guess what? They're going to play Michael Merrick because they know you can't run the football. Right. And there's just too much stuff like that. And I thought that, that some of that creativity we saw off the script was gone when it came down to it. But then you get out in the second half Vince, and you have a couple really nice back-to-back drives. You know, you have the, you have the series where I I saw, I saw uh, adjustments made. Right. Going into the second half. I did. I saw adjustments made. Yeah. The second scoring drive, for example, we talked about it last night. They run the reverse, then they go 12 personnel, they motion, and um, uh, Michael Mayer outside. They hit him with a hitch route. I did not like the reverse to the boundary, though. I would have liked it better to the field. The one to or maybe it was a jet. Eight the to jet Adrian. early to Chris, yeah. to Chris Tyree. Chris Tyree. Well, yes, it was to you. the boundary and to the tight end side, so you're already outlet. When you run a jet sweep to the tight end side into the boundary against Cincinnati, who does not go corners over, you're you're outnumbered to the – I mean, you're, you're outflanked. And and so, yeah, it wasn't a great design. But at least they tried it. Yeah. Uh, didn't go Eight back to it. They did yeah, it once. Exactly. Right? exactly. It's like I feel like they did it to say, okay, I'll shut Driscoll up. You know, like we got a jet sweep to Chris Tyree. We're not going to run it again, but – yeah, you know, it's like, like it. you know, and, and there was the concept that we saw early in the game. I'm kind of, I kind of drew it up a little bit. So I'm going to kind of go like old school ghetto here. But like I got this concept right here. Right. So this is the play we were talking about. So they went in motion here. <laughs> right. They went in motion here. They had Kevin Austin out here and he went in motion. And then so Ahmed Gardner squeezes down and then Michael Mayer comes on this route and he takes Ahmed Gardner. So now quarterback's got to read his linebacker. 
and they got Kyron Williams going on a oh, here we go. It's all everything's backwards. You got Kyron Williams going on a wheel route, and then you got Avery Davis coming on a crossing route right here. And you just got to read that linebacker. Well, the linebacker flows out with Kyron Williams, and you bang the cross. They did it later for an, a successfully again, where yeah. that time they they ran it to Kevin Williams, Kevin Austin side. And Kevin ran like a deep in cut, took Ahmed Gardner with him. They isolated the linebacker, hit Avery Davis on a cross, and and you know move the chains. Now they're Cincinnati eventually played it, and then Notre Dame didn't have a counter to that. But that was the concept right. that we talked about last week. This is that's what works against Cincinnati. So there were some things like that that we saw. It's like, you know, I I, I kind of I, I I you know I saw an attempt. We saw more levels, more crossing routes. We saw stuff like that. But you know, I loved the fourth and ten call. They ran an inverted flood. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about flood, Vince. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, this is my yellow yellow board, right? So instead of white pad, we're going yellow board. Where's my pen, my marker? Because this doesn't work with a normal pen. There it is. Give me a second. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go with the marker. Got to go with the marker. You know, so they've been running a lot of flood concepts this year, right? And flood we've talked about is you're flooding a zone. So they've done stuff like this, right? So it's called a flood concept, yep. right? They're flooding a zone. Well, what they did yesterday that I really liked is because on, on a fourth and 10, they ran a, a concept that I like and we called it, we basically called it an inverted flood, but you know, other people call it differently, but it's essentially the same concept, but you're reversing responsibility. So if you oh, remember sure. on the first flood, the number three guy, the inside guy had the short route. Number two ran the outcut. Well, what they did was they ran this concept here. And so by doing that, what they were able to do is they were able to get that nickel out and they were able to isolate Michael Mayer on that linebacker like that, right? Well, on fourth and 10, that's a great play design because you're now ISOing your best player against the linebacker. Michael ran a great route. Jack threw a great ball in between two guys. I mean, just great ball, great catch. Well, yeah, and he was able to step into the pocket. I mean, he was back there. He was pocket. calm. Yeah. He was yeah. calm. He didn't have the happy feet. He wasn't trying to get out of there. He was able to step into that right. throw, and when and again, and I, and I know we're banging the offensive line, deservedly so. But when even when Jack had some good pockets, he was trying to bail out of there a little bit because he At he's times. still shell shocked. Okay, and I thought yesterday he, he was better in that regards, though. I really he did. was no, he was. But when he's in the pocket and he's able to stay in the pocket and step into his throws, he's fantastic. If he had a decent offensive line. We none of this conversation. They never went three and out with Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn only played really four series in the game. Yeah, I don't count the last series at the end of the half where they just ran three plays in the end of the half. Yeah, he played only four series. They got a first down on every series that he played. They had almost half the first downs from the game were with Jack Cohn in the game. And we saw, you know, then again, I think it sputtered, and then we saw the same thing kind of happen in the second half. You know, Drew Pine comes in the game, and the I think it was their first series. I'm going to have to pull up the, the, the play-by-play, but I thought it was the first series, Vince, where they kind of got a move. Drew, Drew throws a 15-yard pass. He completes a 15-yard pass. Uh, then he completes a 17-yard pass uh, on that play, and then they bring in Tyler Buckner. And they wasted the first down, and then yeah. he's in there for second and 10 and third, and, and then right. they're punting because of that. Right. And it was, and, yeah. It was a wasted first down. And so for me, go ahead. I, as I say, I did not like overall how they used Tyler Buckner right, yesterday. Right, right. Those all. were some of the issues that I had. Yes, yeah. agree. And that's part of the game plan. And that's coming from two guys who want to use Tyler Buckner. But you and I had always said that what the, the you know I felt the primary reason to use Tyler Buckner was more of like a red zone short yardage early on, develop your package, then expand. They just expanded, and and I guess part of my frustration with the whole 
go from Jack Cohn to Drew Pine or who, you know, to is the same things that people are saying about Drew Pine. Now the offense just moves better with him. The line block run blocks better with him. That was the same crap we heard when Tyler Buckner first got in against Toledo. Mm-hmm. But now there's film on Tyler Buckner and teams know what they're going to do. And he's been ineffective the last two games that he's right. played in. Completely ineffective. And, and, no. and so, you know, and it's not him. It's not, it's not Tyler's fault. It's just teams know what they're going to do now. Well, I technically, uh, I, I stick to the back. There are two times yesterday that Tyler should have handed the ball off. I, I, I thought he should have handed it off to the, to right. the was it a jet or. or well, no, to... they're both inside zones. They were jetting, okay. but the, but they were actually doing, they were jetting, but then they were reading out, carrying out read zone and the jets were the, you know, he pull and throw it to the guy or okay. run it. And both times, like the first time, see if he hands it off to Sebo, Sebo's got a crease to maybe get six, seven yards. But, you know, he, he, he pulls it and, 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 you know, and they don't have it. But again, when you're putting a kid in, in that situation, he's trying to move the offense. He's not in a red zone where it's like, Hey man, just run the offense. It's more of a, Hey, you're pulling, right. you're trying to do something. And that just kind of threw off the, 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 I feel like when you just do it like that, just to do it, it's first and 10. There's no rhyme or reason to it for your players. Yeah. Whereas when it's it's hey, when we get in the red zone, Jack, you know you're coming off. We're right. Tyler in. Right. And I just feel like they haven't used that correctly. And as much as I liked the notion of playing Tyler Buckner, until they figure out how to use him correctly, then there's no point they, in playing. They gotta stop doing that. Yeah. They, they gotta they gotta get him more niche and 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 say, hey, look, we're gonna put him in red zone and then let him right. have some success there. That way, and on. that way, the yeah. other quarterbacks understand what's going to happen. I don't whether it's Cone, whether it's Pine, whether who, who I don't care who it is. Right. Right? They understand, okay, oh, I'm down, I'm coming out. All right. Let's go. Hey, right. Tyler, let's go, buddy. Cuz the know same I mean? thing that happened to, has happened to Jack Cone. And the reason I'm bringing this up is the same thing that has happened to Jack Cone is going to happen to Drew Pine if they make that switch. If he's the starter, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. This isn't a Jack Cone problem per se. You know, so 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 anyway, to my those are some things I thought there was I thought early I liked what they did. I just don't think they were able to can once Cincinnati adjusted, they didn't have a lot of countermeasures, yeah, in my opinion. They gotta figure out a way to get the ball. When they throw quick game to the perimeter, it's effective. That was a mistake Jack made a couple times too, is that the first time they lined up with that spread and ran the ball up the middle and ran the RPOs, they gashed them. The next time they did that, they had seven guys near the box. Jack has to pull that ball and throw it outside on the on the look screen, and he didn't do it. That's on him. You know, there, the, the, so there was mistakes he made too. We talked about the the double screen and he ran the wrong side. There was a lot of those mistakes made by both all quarterbacks because I want to talk about the quarterbacks next, Vince. I don't think any of the quarterbacks played well necessarily in that game yesterday, and it, and I think the reason that people perceive Drew to have played better is a he threw a touchdown pass, which was I felt kind of woefully underthrown. Uh, but he gave the guy a chance. That's all yeah, I asked right. for. That's yeah, not a right. criticism of of Drew, but he's he's got to put that ball a little bit more outside if we're being honest. But the only difference in those two is Drew threw a touchdown in that in, in a situation, and Tyler or Jack threw the the interception. But I mean, Drew Pine went nine of twenty two. You know, they had three and outs. They had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to go score, and he couldn't get it done. He had some mistakes. He's trying to throw 100 miles an hour on crossing routes. You know, he's not reading things out correctly. You know, hitting he's got to hit Deion Colsey on a on a on a play on the you know on on a a third and ten play where he's just kind of locked in on a guy. He's he's got Deion Colsey, I think it was, hit you know running a little quick hitch route. He's got to get that ball out, and and so all the quarterbacks to me didn't none of the quarterbacks played well yesterday. I, I the guy I fault the least is Tyler 
Because, like, why are you they, asking Tyler yeah. Buckner to drop back and throw right. on third and 12 and third and seven? Like, that's, I hate that's that. a you problem, not a Tyler so Buckner much. problem. Yeah, I hate that so much. So that, that I mean, the quarterback play just wasn't good enough yesterday, no matter who was in the game. And, and right. I mean, the first touchdown of the, of the game, I mean, you know, Tyler Buckner, that we talked about, you know, them having a punt on that first drive and, you know, they're moving the ball and they put Tyler Buckner in the game and they go for it. Oh, they didn't punt that series, Vince. That was the fourth down. And I hated the oh, fourth okay. down call. Uh, yeah, Tyler, the four uh, verts. Yeah, Drew made a bad read on third down, in my opinion, uh, and it was it was a bad call on fourth down. And and Drew, I, I think part of the reason. So I actually listened to the broadcast today when I was breaking it down, and I'm like, now I know why everybody thinks that there's this huge gap in quarterback play because Drew because Drew, Drew Brees was loving himself like some freaking, Drew Pine. Drew Pine yeah. was was coming off the bench looking like you know brady quinn or something like that that's not i hate i hate how i sounded just now because I'm, I'm not banging on drew i love drew there hasn't been a bigger drew pine supporter before he got in and started right. playing well exactly than, than me but it's just we're we're setting him up to fail in my opinion because there are so many other problems that aren't jack cone related okay and, and and so now I understand why people think because he's like, you know, he's talking about, oh, if he throws this ball here, he's got to read, you know, the 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 fourth down. He's got to read. Bray if he throws that ball over top to Braden Lindsay, there's a safety sitting right on top that picks that ball off. That 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 was not the read. The read should have been down low to the option route to Michael Mayer, which is a, a you know a route that Jack had thrown earlier. And then, you know, Drew had some some good moments, too. He had a great third down throw to May. It was a little high, but I mean. That's okay. Give the guy a chance to make the play. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, because Jack had a high throw on third down and Braden Lindsay made a great catch on. Just get the mm -hmm. ball out there. Give your guys a chance. And on those plays, they made those they made those catches. Right. You know, he had a, a really nice third down throw to Lorenzo Styles, And great job by Styles to come back to the ball. Because that guy was – there was a defender in between him and the football. And, and Drew throws it out. D Lorenzo steps to the ball. And I thought he played well I, when he got And in. I will I say – I like the fact that the both both freshman receivers were in on that drive too. Yeah, well, they had I to. Mean, yeah, I like Wilkins that. was hurt. They had anybody right. else, and everyone else was transferred. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but not having the starters in, like, yeah. I I like that because yeah. you know Drew had clearly has a relationship with those yes. guys. I didn't and, think about and that. I That's a good that. point. That's a I good point because he's probably gotten more reps with those guys than the other right. guys. I didn't, I didn't really think about that, Vince. Explain what yeah. you mean. Explain why. He well, because he's been he's been running with the twos, right? Pretty much all all uh, all season, really, right? So fall camp, et cetera. And those guys have been running with the twos as well. Mm -hmm. So he's got a relationship with those guys. He understands what their breaks are like. You know, you talk about wide receiver, quarterback, you know, they got to know each other. Well, he knows Styles and Colsey. Like those are his mm -hmm. dudes because they've been on his second team all along. So I, right. it wasn't right. just like a one play to make sure that the starters get a breather because they just ran deep, right? They were in there on consecutive plays, which mm -hmm. I liked. Um, and right. I don't know if they thought about it like I just did. And maybe it was I would, a coincidence. I would like to give them credit but, for that. I mean, yeah. I think that makes – I mean, otherwise, why do it? That's against right. what they normally do. Absolutely. So I right. like Normally it. when they bring a freshman in, it's to give the guy a breather, and then as soon as he gets the breather, they put the other guy back in. So right. I would right. like to think uh, so would that, I. that there was. I mean, I, look, I'm going to give them credit where credit's due. I, I, sure. I mean – Third and eight. They're calling a pass play on third and eight. They left both of the freshmen in the yes, game. I don't think they exactly. would have done that if they weren't saying, like, look, you know, if there wasn't some thought to this is who we've seen some good things from, from this connection, you the, know, right. from these guys. So yeah, right. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. And, and I thought Deion Colsey played well. I thought I thought Lorenzo Styles played well. They both need to play more. And not because yeah. Braden and Kevin can't play. You know, Kevin had another bad game. We'll get into that a little bit. Did. Did they did. Play. 
But I really feel like we can talk about the. It, I get that we have to have something to focus on. And I under, I think I know why people are focusing so much on the quarterback position. It's because we know there's something that can be done about that. It's like people want blood. They want somebody to blame. And the easiest people to blame right now are Kane Madden, Jack Cohn, and, you know, Zeke Carell, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know you can bet. You can't fire Jeff Quinn and Tommy Reese and Brian Kelly in the middle of the season, right? You right. can bench players. And that's it, and people think that's going to all of a sudden fix the problem. It's not going to fix the problem. No, it's not. Right? The problem is is in a, is a preparation thing. Sure. Uh, and and as we saw yesterday, when Drew Pine had to play a little bit more, that the offense still had its issues, right? And that, I'm not saying he doesn't need to get benched. And I saw somebody say, "Well, Jack Cohn's a 50." I don't care about what the expectations are. Expectations don't count for extra points in football. No. Right. What counts is can you make the play or not? And right now, none of the quarterbacks are making enough plays. You know, and now that there's more film on Drew Pine, we saw Drew Pine less effective when he wasn't coming into a game. And and Drew did some good. Drew still did some good things in this game. And I think we'll talk tomorrow. But I think there is a case to to a, a strong argument to make about who to start a quarterback. I don't think it's a no brainer that it should be Jack. I don't either. No, I don't either. But I definitely one thing I th- I know you can't do whether you start Jack or Drew is keep doing what you're doing where there's the uncertainty yeah. of, oh gee, am I coming off now? There needs to be, you need to know I'm in the game until we get in a red zone or until we get, in, you know, second and two or third and two, I, I got to know I'm in the game. And that that's true of Jack. That's true of a true of drew. And that needs to be true of Tyler too, that, Hey, I'm not going in until we get into the red zone. Then right. I got to be ready for my package to be called. Exactly. And, and then he'll the know things. what's going to be called exactly. too, exactly. because you know, it's a, because look, play calls are different when you're between the twenties and when you're inside the twenty, they're just different. Right. And you you can't. There's plays that will not work between the twenties that work when you're inside the twenty. And so you know, having you're you're putting Tyler in a position that he's not going to be successful right now. Right. He's just not okay because defenses can key on him, and there's different things that that defenses do between the twenties and inside the twenty. And so if he knows he's going to be in the game inside the twenty. He pretty much knows what's going to be called, more or less, right? And he can get that down. He can perfect that. And that's mm-hmm. what you need to do with a true freshman quarterback who hasn't played football in two years. Right. It's like he came in in that one situation and, and did a great job. I mean, he sparked him. But it, as we said at the time, let's see what happens when teams get some film on him. Exactly. And the problem is they haven't evolved his position. Right. And, and the point of this is not to say Jack Cohn should start, Drew Pine should start, Tyler Buckner should start. The point is to say – they are not putting any of the quarterbacks in position to be successful right now. None I agree. Of them. And nine for 22 is not going to win you a bunch of games moving forward. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not putting that on Drew, but if you think I'm trying to tamp down the expectations that Drew's going to come in and all of a sudden the offense is going to look like what we thought right. it was going to be in the preseason. I wish I had okay. a nickel for every post I saw today about how if Kelly puts Pine in earlier, they win the game. And, you know, all, that's just. People see what they want to see. If the basically. defense keeps forcing turnovers to give them the ball at the thirty-eight yard line, yeah, they, they might have been able to come back and win the game. Right. But again, if you break if you break the game down in an objective manner, which is we did today, you're going to realize the offense had the same problems both times, with the exception of one play, and that's where right now that's the difference between Jack and Drew is Drew's not turning the ball over on throws. Now again, he got hit from behind and turned the ball over, but you know, look that I. I didn't blame I, Jack when that happened to him. I don't blame Drew right. when it happened to him. That, I blame right. the, the protection and the left tackle. Right. So that's why I say he's not turning the ball over when he's throwing the ball. That's the difference right now. And 
a fifth year senior can't turn the ball over in that situation. You just, right. you just can't no no quarterback can, but you especially can't have that when a fifth year senior does it. And but if you break the game down, that's the only difference between the two is is that play. The yeah. offense still this team is not a quarterback away from being no. special. That's that no. that's I think that's the overarching thing that I want to get out there. It's yeah. not the quarterback situation that is holding this team back. Because I not. still I know. believe they can win with all three of these guys if used correctly. I still believe Correct. that. Right. But my our point is it is not that Drew can't do it. It's that Drew's gonna have the same problem that Jack had because he's not like I was kind of joking with Darren yesterday, Darren Pritchett, who you know you you work with at WSBT at times, and I do a show with on Wednesday mornings or segment with on Wednesday mornings, and he said, you know, they need to they need to put Jack, you know, Drew Pine in the game, and my response was, is where left tackle, left guard, right guard, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the point being, that's the bigger issue, and that's what I yes. want to kind of dive into, Vince. We, Let's do we've it. Kind of been able to to break I've that got down some thoughts. and. and and the final thing to me, my final frustration, I, f- I forgot to say this, is I was ready to pull my hair out. And I don't have a lot. <laughs> I love that they went 21 personnel so much. But it's like there was one particular third down play. I think Drew was in the game at the time. They ran third down. And they had both backs in the game. They both pass blocked. Mm-hmm. You had seven guys trying to block four. That happened more than with once. With the quarterback. The and you've got yeah. seven guys dropping into coverage. And shocker, Drew doesn't have anywhere to go to football. Right. Because you've got seven covering three. Three, right. And it's like, okay. Again, that's what I'm saying. That's not a Drew Pine problem. <laughs> right. Right? So until that's until you until you don't feel like you have to use your two stud running backs to pass block for you, you know, I, I mean, what's the point? You know, right. but that goes back to your line is so bad that you have to figure – you're trying to figure something out just to give your quarterback enough time to throw the football. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get into the the offensive line, and, and we have a super chat from Garth Cassidy. Garth, thank you very much for that. Garth says, "Can we just have our O line be uh, Alt, Christophic, Patterson, Spindler, and Lug?" I mean, when Tosh Baker's hurt, that yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's fine. I had somebody else say to me last night. I don't know if it was in this chat or not. Maybe it maybe it was on the board, but said, "Can we hire Joe Alt Senior to be the O line coach because he clearly knows how to coach?" You brought that up during yeah. the. During the was show during last, the night. Chat last night, okay, you you I said it. I don't know if anybody. Yeah. I don't know if you somebody read it had said place, it. But, yeah, somebody okay. had said it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was my original idea. <laughs> I, I'll take credit for it if I, if you want. I'm cool. Anyway, I, I just remember you hearing you say it. So that's, yeah, last but, night's a little uh, delirious. I like to look at it. It's kind of like a bad dream. So um, yeah. we have other super chats. Do you want to get to those now, or do you want to wait on them? We have like yeah, four see. or five. Well, I brought this one up because it was relevant. Oh, to... because it's related. Right. Cool. Right. That's fine. I don't even know what the other one said. I just but saw we, we can Richard. So. We can get a couple more. Richard Maltby says Cincinnati taking over the stadium was embarrassing. Number one, number two, Cincinnati wanted it more than us. Agree. Three, these QBs need to read the room. And four, damn it. <laughs> I like four. I like four too. And and I would all, I would also I would kind of combine one and two. I think the Cincy fans wanted it more than the Notre right. Dame fans. To be honest right. with you, based on and based boy, on the people that were in the stadium. Do they- Know how to handle success great what you know gracefully at all. Hmm. Uh and we got a couple more events. Let me go try to find some of these. We did I've got I've got one here from at 802, Demetrius Rex. Anyone okay. else think the manner in which we lost is tragically comedic? It's so typical of Notre Dame that you can't make it up. That's fair. That's it is tragically Notre Dame because only yeah. Notre Dame could have lost in that manner. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I, I have an interesting article. 
on uh, IrishBreakdown.com, and I had mm-hmm. some O-line intel that I put out on uh, the message board that that I'd like to be curious of people to hear about. But uh, um, you know, I I don't know, Vince. It's do you, so real quick. Do you, let me eight thirty two. Do we have any? Do we have any? This one right here from Ryan Henke. I think it's a good transition to what we want to talk about. It says, hi, Brian and Vince. I'm curious what you two would do to fix the problems if you were the head coach. Mm-hmm. I think that's a nice segue into the biggest thing holding this team back, and that is the play of the Notre Dame offensive line. And I heard some people say, well, they they, they did better. They ran for more yards yesterday. Okay, part of that was there was a couple well-designed plays. Part of that was Kyron Williams just making plays out of nothing. He made a lot of guys miss. And there were a couple times when Josh Lugg and Kane Madden had really good combo blocks. I mean, mm-hmm. first play of the game, Jarrett Patterson and Kane Madden had great combo blocks, and Kyron read the read it perfectly. And again, it was spreading it out and using your spread stuff to open up a running crease. Sure. But for the most part, it was just Kyron Williams just making something out of nothing. Right. When they had their most yeah. success, like you said, when it was when so I just want to explain that. So when they're in a spread, that means they've got receivers out away. You know, there's not a lot of guys in the box. So five linemen versus either four or five man mm-hmm. boxes. So that means mm-hmm. you're not outnumbered. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you, you like Notre Dame's chances in that regard. And and they were fairly successful when that was the case. And right. Yeah. So that that's what you mean by spreading it out and. Right. There were still, in my opinion, Vince, you tell me if you disagree. I thought there were still way too many times where they were just getting blown off the ball. I mean, there's uh, running yeah. plays where Cincinnati's just crashing right into them and they're like waiting on it mm-hmm. and just there, get blown. There was back. one play in particular that they actually gained yardage on because the uh as if I'm watching it from the, the offensive side, right? The defensive end on the right, so it's going up against Josh Lug. Josh Lug got into a pass set, okay? On a run yeah, game, on a run play you're talking about. On a run play. And it worked because the running back ran through the C hole, right, or the C gap, mm-hmm. and because he kind of rode him out like it was like he was like he was pass blocking, which made no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm, we're talking about with catching. How about you get off the ball, you drive him forward and to the right, and you still maintain what you needed to maintain on that play, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to taking him and then driving him backward, not driving him being driven backwards. Um, I just don't understand how that is being taught. That that that, that still mm-hmm. perplexes me at, uh, as to why they're teaching to catch on run plays. Right. It worked that time, almost accidentally. That, like, again, that's a lot of that's because of the backs. And that's, I mean, it, it just, they, they, they're not, not driving their feet, stopping their feet. Yeah. Not, I mean, run game and pass game, you know, what was it the um, – Trying to remember which play it was, uh, it, but it was a. I'm trying. I can't. Even, I'm trying to see if I can find it in my notes. But there was a play where you know they drop back the pass and they ran a twist and the, and the yep. tackle goes out and the end comes in and they had no concept how to block it. There was another play where uh, it was one of the third down. It was I think it was the third down play on the first drive where they went for it on third and didn't get it. I think it was the third down play. I have to go back and look again. But they've got a back and two linemen blocking two defensive players. But they went inside guy went out, outside guy looped around, and three guys went with the one guy. And it's the and same guy came exact in thing. Clean. Yeah, yeah, and it, Vince, it's the same thing that we've seen. It happened for, on the sack too. It um, happened for Wisconsin. It happened yeah. against Purdue. It happened against Toledo. It happened against Florida State. This is the stuff we complained about back in 2019 and 2018. The difference is. 
Notre Dame doesn't have a veteran offensive lineman that got hurt that can lead them through film sessions. Or Chris yeah, I what? Yeah, I, I, I think fantastically. No, I know. I, I I think it was the cone interception. Uh, I want to say off the top of my head, where both uh, Zeke Carell and Carmody got pushed back so hard on the right side uh, or on the left side of the offensive line, right side of the defense. They got pushed back so hard that Carmody was actually tripping and falling backwards. And the end, I don't even think it was a planned stunt. The end then decided because he had him falling back so much that he then dipped back and inside. And there was such a gap because, uh, you know, Patterson went to the right to double Mm -hmm. uh, with Madden. And there was such a gap because they had pushed the, the left side of the line so far back that it was wide open to go hit the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it was – I'm sorry, Carmody did not play well in this game, and Zeke Carell no. did not play and, well. And honestly, again, you all. know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend Michael Carmody here. Michael Carmody – we said this before the game. I said it on our message board. People are acting like Michael Carmody is going to be this magic elixir for some reason. No. Because, but Michael Carmody gave up two hits on the quarterback and a sack and a half against Toledo when he placed, replaced Blake Fisher. Right. I'm not right. going to bang on Michael. Michael Carmody should be playing guard. And this staff's insistence on when a guy goes down, we're just going to plug in the next guy instead of being willing. When a guy goes down with an injury, is going to miss a game or two, you plug in the next guy. Definitely. When a guy goes down and you know it's going to be minimum six to eight weeks, and there's a lot of flipping big games in that six to eight weeks, then you got to be willing to say, hey, we're going to move somebody else over here. We're going to move somebody over there. You know, you move right. guys around. You don't just plug in the next guy. Right. Michael right. Carmody's not a tackle. He's not. He, he's a he's a really tough physical kid who is not good in space. Look, some and Michael's a good athlete, right? He got beat he, to the he, inside he so many times. But he's not a look. Here, here's the thing you have to understand is you can be athletic and not good in space. And that's Michael's issue. Michael's a big tough kid that is is athletic, but he's not a guy that's great or comfortable in space. And tackles have to be good in space. And he's not real good when he's really sinking a lot, which mm-hmm. tackles have to do mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yep. That's not his his sweet spot. It's, you know, I thought, you know, I, I remember, I, I'm trying to think of some some guy. I mean, there's been times I've seen guys say they, they just don't look great at tackle, and then you move them to guard, and they're great players. Sure. Well, he just wasn't athletic enough to play tackle. No, that's not it. It's not about athleticism. It's He's just more comfortable in tighter tighter areas he just he's right. not a space guy right and and that's michael carmody and, and so you're, you're you know part of the reason you're putting him in is because you don't have blake fisher but if blake fisher was healthy that the, they would be better because he's that good mm-hmm. but they wouldn't be that much better right and it would simply just be because he's that good Well, because he's only but one he'd, fifth of the of the equation right. that i mean he'd that's still be getting beat inside like every other left tackle that's played left tackle has had happened yeah to right it's such a poorly prepared and, and the thing that bothers me vince is as I broke this game down, I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, there there were some more holes. There was a little bit more push. Maybe they maybe they did better. And then you break it down play by play, and you're like, nope, not any better. They had some good well, calls, I, but like I, I, I just yeah, the, the the technique was just the only time they had success is when they could just kind of come off the ball and they had numbers and they could just down double team, sure. you know, with Kane. A lot of those with Kane Madden, but as soon as he has to move. It's ball game. Right. And they had and, one uh, and, pass protection where he pulled to the left. Um, and, you know, they used to do that a lot uh, back when they had really good guards. Um, they That's the kind of pass protection that they would have. They would kind of slide everybody to the right. And then the, the right guard would come over to the left and kick out that end. 
um, which I don't necessarily, and he actually did it, which was amazing. Uh, he actually found the end. He got a piece of them, um, and it was actually okay. But when he's comboing and he has to come off and go to a linebacker, it's just, it's not good. It's just not good. And I, I will say, I thought there were more clean pockets today than there has been in the past, but the mm-hmm. fundamentals are horrible. The fundamentals are terrible. Um, Zeke Carell looks like they put him on skates because he pops up, he gets high in his stance, and he just gets driven back all the time, all the time. And these defensive tackles have just started bull rushing him because they realize that that's how they're going to be able to get in the backfield. And he's just getting right. overpowered over and over time and, and over. Time and, yes, 100%. It's, and so, Vince, are you telling me – so one of two things is happening, Vince, right? One is you're allowing that to happen. Right. Because it's, it, you're, you know, you're either teaching it, and this is what we've used before, you're either teaching it or you're allowing it. That, right. That's, that's, that's coaching right there, right? You're either teaching or you're allowing it. So either A, they're teaching it, which would be horrible, or B, <laughs> they're not teaching it, but they continue to allow it to happen without right. fixing it. Right. And the whole thing about being six two and a half, six three is you have to use your leverage to your advantage. You cannot yes. play high when you're six three. Be the low man. Notre Dame has a six two and a six three guard, and they lose the leverage battle consistently. Yes, absolutely. The guys that are taller and longer than they are. Yeah. That's that's technique. Yep. And I've heard people say, well, you know, they don't have talent at guard. Okay, let's 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 grant that premise for a second, right? Just for argument's sake. Let's assume that they lack athleticism and talent at guard. I'll, I'll give you that for just first argument's sake. That doesn't change the fact that their technique is poor. That has nothing to do with whether or not Zeke Carell knows how to bend. Because the fact of the matter is, is we know Zeke can bend because he did it in two full games last year against Alabama and North Carolina when he was playing center. Right. You know, so, I mean, th- those are things that are just going to have to get fixed, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I will, and I want to talk a little bit about Jarrett Patterson as well. I, I thought that he was probably the most consistent of the offensive linemen, and and he has been all year. I mean, he he's been he's been the most consistent, but I will also say that yesterday, I yesterday I just felt like he did not have his best game. Um, I, I thought that again he made the most plays of the offensive linemen, which again it's not setting the bar terribly high. But I thought that he was the most inconsistent for him yesterday that he's been all season. I'm talking about Jarrett mm-hmm. Patterson, Brian. I, I just I saw a lot of mistakes from Jarrett uh, yesterday. Uh, I saw a lot of him kind of reaching and not getting to where he needed to get to. I saw a lot of him getting twisted around. Um, again, I think he made the most plays, but I don't think that he was as consistent as he normally is. What did you think about Jarrett? I agree. I, I saw the same thing. I, I just think a lot of it has to do with kind of what we talked about with Drew, Pot, Drew White last year. Yeah. When you're so concerned about what's happening next to you. That's fair. You know, and there were times where he got beat, but I don't think it was him. Like there was a particular play where he got, it looked like he got beat. If you're watching the film, it's Jarrett Patterson turning and, and missing a guy as he gets to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if you watch film, it's Kane Madden hits a guy and then just loses him. Mm-hmm. And then Jarrett's looking this way and all of a sudden he sees Kane get beat. Or it was Zeke Carell. See Zeke get beat, and he just turns, has to try to turn back to him, but it's too late. He was trying to rescue a guy. It wasn't really his responsibility. 
And so to me, you know, when, when stuff like that is happening. Yeah, I know. know uh, I, and, and again, I'm not banging Patterson. Because, again, I think he's the most consistent guy that they've got. Right. And, um, but yeah, it was, it's hard for just one guy to be great on an otherwise bad yeah. line. Well, and especially, especially when it's, and I will say, especially problem. on the interior, right. because the interior is so much double teams and climbing and things, especially in a zone scheme, um, it, that it's it's hard to be good by yourself when you're those three guys in the middle. Because if the other guy's not doing his job, it makes you look silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I agree with that completely. I agree with that. Um, somebody, and I want to, I want to say this. Somebody commented. I want to say it was last night. Again, I kind of chalked that up to a bad dream. Uh, but somebody was like, well, how come they're not doing traps and, uh, you know, pulls and all these different things. It's not their offense and they're not going to change their offense midstream. That's not who they are. Um, well, I, that's my opinion. What would you say to that? They have that stuff in their system. They have quick traps. They have kickouts. We saw them try to run that last week against Wisconsin, but again, they ran it twice, and I and I showed a breakdown of this on, on the message board at Irish Breakdown, so people should check this out. But the problem is they were running it, but Wisconsin was running a twist, and they didn't know how to pick it up. Yeah. They, yeah. And what <laughs> it happened one time, it happened on the front side. The other time, it happened on the back side. Right. And and it's kind of like, you know, look, part of down blocks and kicks and wraps is you got to know how to handle if a guy, you know, you're supposed to down block, but that guy shoots away. You've got to know something's coming, so I just get my eyes upfield and look for that next guy. They'll not do that. It's like, oh, I'm going to chase that guy into the hole. Well, right. you don't need to chase that guy because you're, he's you're already running outside him, of him. He's taking himself out of the play. That's right. Fine. And Let so him. those type of things happen. They have counters. They haven't ran counter since the opener. Yeah. Well, you can't run counter when you're getting driven off the ball. The whole premise of counter is to the call side, you're smacking down and you're getting drive. You're going to push off the line and you kick out and you wrap up inside of that. But when you're stagnating at the line and getting knocked back, you can't stuff. run counter. Nope. So why in the heck would – this isn't to you, Vince, but why in the heck would Tommy Reese call a counter when you know the call side line is going to get driven off the ball? Right, right, absolutely. And it's going to be a loss in the backfield. Right, I mean, and, just, and yeah, you know, so the other thing that I, I don't understand is when they were running kickouts last week, they were running kickouts with Kane Madden, as a, and they never ran one to the left side where you have your more right. athletic guards and Zeke Carroll right. and Andrew Kristoffic. Right. So, you know, there's just a lot of strange things, but at the same time, look, folks we could i could draw up a couple really cool plays that i like and what if they tried this and this works but at the end of the day if your line can't can't come off the ball with force if they stop their feet on contact if they don't know how to pick up simple line games if if they don't know how i mean if they're getting knocked off the ball there was a play yesterday vince they were in 13 personnel and they just kind of stepped up and just uh, one guy just hits josh lug knocks him back linebacker comes hits mike mayer knocks michael mayer five yards into the backfield Michael Mayer was a man yesterday in the pass game. He was bad in the run game. Yeah. He's regressed yeah. in the run game. Yeah, he has. So again, I agree. This is a consistent team long. None of the problem. tight ends can block. No. None of them. And, and there was plays yesterday. We had Mitchell Evans in the game. We talked about this last night. Like, what value does he give you at this point in time? And this isn't – why are you asking him to do something he's not ready for? It's he not a knock is, on Mitchell. He was a quarterback he, in high school last year. And he is, just from a strength and a size standpoint, when he, when he's a child. Right. I, I wrote that in. I, I literally face. I literally baby, wrote that young in my notes. It says right here, Mitchell Evans is a child, and that's not a knock on him. He shouldn't be asked to be doing We're these talking things from a football standpoint. Just right, be, it, he's not taking a shot at Mitchell. No, Evans not at person. all. It's just look. He's again. The coaches are putting him in a position not to right. be successful. Right. They, they literally had him lined up 
as a, a, a tight end on the left side, and they had another tight end, I think it was Takis, uh, as a wing, right? So you've got him on the interior trying to go mm-hmm. up against a defensive tackle. That is not going to happen. It's just, mm-hmm. He literally got hit and went down. <laughs> like, I mean, he's just he, he can't match up in on the interior like that. It's just you are putting him in a position to fail. And it, mm-hmm. it's 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 so sad is is what it is. I mm-hmm. I felt so bad for the kid. I was like, he doesn't have a shot here. Right, right. And so when that's happening, when when your left guard is just consistently getting driven into the backfield, when your right guard consistently hits and stops his feet, uh, when your right tackle, who's your veteran, your nine game starter coming into the year, he's now got four. Look, Notre Dame center, right guard, and right tackle have over 60 combined career starts. Right. And they're playing like a bunch of guys who are freshmen. I mean, they're not it's, young. They're not. And and left tackle, just, young. Right. Everybody else, not so much. Right. But if the other four not young guys were doing their job, but here's the thing if even if the left guard and left, even if we want to accept the premise that hey, Zeke Carroll's a redshirt sophomore's only got two career starts. Like you, what do you expect the guy to look like? Okay, fine. Why can't they do anything on the right side, though? Right. Because yesterday they were having just as many problems on the right side as they were their left side. I mean, Absolutely. just like the hold from Josh, like your, your right tackles getting a five yard penalty that just killed the drive. Yeah. You know, you, you got Buckner in the game, you run a third and two, you, you get blown up, but at least Kyron bounces it outside, gets nine yards. And Josh Love just commits one of the most like unsound holds ever, like just obvious hold, you know? Right. And it's just like, that's your veterans. It's happening across the board. It's, you know, and when that's happening, there's, there's no place to dial up folks. There isn't. Right. There, there's no quarterback that's going to show. I mean, yeah, there is. There's a guy playing in Baltimore who I think right now, who I think could probably be successful behind this line. <laughs> right. But I don't, you know, I don't think he's got any eligibility left. No. And if he did, he's not coming to Notre Dame. Yeah. There's a guy so, in Kansas City that could do that, I think. Right. You know, uh, but, but look, I'm just trying to prepare you because if, if people think that Drew Pine's going to go in there, you know, maybe he has a game like, you know, Jack Cohn had against Florida State. But the more as teams get more film on them, if the yeah. line doesn't improve, it won't matter who they put a quarterback. Agree. That's the Again, whole point. And it's not a quarterback problem. Right. The, the, Notre Dame does not have a quarterback problem. They have an offensive line problem overall. Yeah. Their court their quarterbacks didn't play well. Right. Right. But that's not what's losing them games. Right. Right. I mean, it, it's because it, it's kind of like when 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 Jack or Drew make a mistake, it's heightened now. Because you can so unafford to not to have an incompletion. I, I, I it's like an incompletion that. on first, second down. That is like a death nail because, because you know you're not going to you know you're you're not going to have time the next play. I mean, you know, I'm watching plays yesterday where it's like Cincinnati's bringing three, four guys against six and seven, and they're getting a push. Yeah. And then the times that the off- offensive line was giving them time, it was six on four, seven on three, seven on four, seven on five. But because they had to leave seven guys in the field in the game, they were still outnumbered down the field, and they there wasn't anybody to throw right. the ball to. Right. It's just a it's just a problem that 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 to me, I don't I don't know how fixable it is, because it's well in theory it's fixable. You, you can improve next week, and then you get the bye week, and you know you're, you're kind of good to go because it's really sure. basic football one on one stuff. Sure. And we saw them eventually fix it in 2019. They got better the last five, six games. But as the intel pointed out that I put out on my message board today, a lot of that had to do with the fact that Robert Haynes got hurt and he took over film prep with the offensive line. Mm -hmm. Same thing happened in 2018 when Alex Bars got hurt. You don't have that guy right now. Nope. 
So uh, the only guy that could be that is is Jarrett Patterson, and, and God forbid Jarrett Patterson get hurt right now. I mean, so yeah, it, no it, it was a it was a very frustrating it was a very frustrating game replay, Vince. Because honestly, I felt like this show could have been five minutes long. Hey, so everything we talked about last week and the week before that and the week before that with the offensive line still happening. Everybody have a good night. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs> Mic drop. Nothing's changed. Yeah. No. Peace out. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.